Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is a ready-made roster. Give them a quarterback. Should be one of the better teams in the NFL, at least one of the teams competing for a playoff spot. You add the greatest coach in the history of the game. Surely that would make sense, and I think it's fair to say that some of the assistants who in the past have worked with Bill Belichick were doing some research, some background work on Atlanta. I'm sure both sides have been looking into the other. This one makes sense. The Falcons are certainly not done interviewing, but I think it's safe to say this one's heating up a little bit. Okay, bit of an update there from Ian Rappaport on Bill Belichick, maybe bringing some assistants with him, things heating up with the Falcons. We know it's heating up a little bit. One assistant. Oh, no, don't take them, Bill. Yeah, well, we know (laughs) one assistant that won't be going with him. That's Bill O'Brien. Now the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Uh, Is that even a lateral move? Should I call that a lateral move? If you go from offensive coordinator in the NFL to offensive coordinator in college, even at a big program like Ohio State, which is on par with Alabama, where he's previously been. Probably better now. Saban's gone. Well, maybe, yeah. Is that even a lateral move? Like, is it even accurate to call that a lateral move? That's a a step down. That's a downgrade. It is a downgrade. So, Bill O'Brien jets out. Was he told to leave? Did he choose to leave? Did he want to go with Bill? Did Bill say no? Like, what kind of options does this guy have? And, oh, by the way, and I will take a victory lap on this, your bum offensive coordinator, the rest of the NFL didn't want. And I tried to tell you he was going to suck last year, and boy, did he. So, Bill O'Brien, what does it tell us about Gerard Mayo? What does it tell us about Bill Belichick, where he's going, who's he bringing with him? We'll get into all that today. On Jones and Mega with Arcan here on WEEI. We got your phone call, 617-779-7937. How are we doing after the uh the the company outing last night? Everybody everybody doing good? I feel great. There was uh I gotta say the food spread there over it was at Widowmaker Brewing. They have a place in Braintree and they also have one right here in Brighton. Food was fantastic. Tremendous. Yeah, I took one of those donuts to go, <laughs> ate it. I was like, I'm going to take this to go. Maybe I will have it for a late night snack or I will have it in the morning like a donut is supposed to be had. And I just ate it on the drive home. You just had it in the Uber. <laughs> I was like, why okay. did I take this to go? I could have eaten this three three minutes ago. Nice. Arkan? I had a great time. Uh, I thought it was uh, tremendous. The, uh, the beer was tremendous. Food was tremendous. Staff was very good. I liked everything about that. I can, I can tell you, and all that goes without saying, they were great. Uh, I can tell you, I woke up like uh, feeling like Kesha in that video where she wakes up in the bathtub. 
That's how I woke up feeling today. And what did it's you like, do? I didn't do anything. I had like six beers. I, I can't. You had I, six beers. I can't handle it. I can't handle it anymore. I'm nearly forty years old, and I wake up feeling like a college kid. Okay. I wake up feeling like a college. Kid. I I was like Kesha in the video, brushing my teeth with a bottle of Jack this morning. How late waking did up you being stay, like, Arcan? where the hell am I? Um, I left before you, Jones, so, uh, I don't know. I think I left around 8, 45, 9 o'clock, maybe? Yeah. I'd say, I'd say, like I, I was, like, ready to shut the place down last night. beers at the company outing. Yeah. I don't know if that's appropriate. Why? That's aggressive. Why? I, that's aggressive. Okay, mom. I, I said, well, first of all, yeah, seriously. <laughs> you had Se- six beers second at the of company all, outing? Second of all, I stayed past the, uh, the company portion of it, yeah. so some of those bills were, uh, or beers were on my were own, uh, my own tab. No. No, no, no. Other, there were, it, trust me, it got pretty bleak at the end. There weren't a lot of people hanging out, but there were people there at the end. But I just, I can't, I can't hang. I can't do that. And now Arkham wants to go out for his his birthday, which has been going on for like two weeks. Yep. Now he yeah, wants to do that tonight. We're returning to the tap, keeping it going. Well, we're I never had champagne until this supposed <laughs> season. This is like this is like me this morning. Shout out scores. We're gonna swing by scores. I think that's the plan, and we'll be at Sully's. Okay, I'm making the uh, making the rounds. Uh, the so, guy is drunk. So that's that. <laughs> Let me get into our big question of the day. Uh, at Jones and Mego, you can vote on Twitter. You can dial us up, 617-779-7937. What's the most important move on the horizon for the Patriots? Is it the new offensive coordinator, because now you need one, Bill O'Brien's at Ohio State, which we'll get into. Is it the GM, who they're not interviewing and they're not in any rush to interview. Oh, by the way, probably won't do anything until after the draft, after free agency, all of which seems pretty important. Is it free agency? spending properly or is it the number three pick uh to me i don't need to be a broken record you know my answer there's nothing more important than the number three pick and that is the only thing to me that matters this entire offseason get that right assuming it's a quarterback your whole franchise can change get it wrong and your franchise will change for the worst or you'll stay where you are however you want to look at it number three pick that's my vote mego my vote is clearly the gm situation and i say the gm situation because we don't know if they're gonna have an actual gm before or after the draft or in free agency or at, at any point this upcoming season or if it's just gonna be by committee or if they're randomly just gonna name someone at some point in may or something i have no idea but every other option pretty much falls under the command of whatever general manager type title you have there. The person who picks that draft pick or has the final say on the number three pick, everything else in the draft, the free agency spending. Jones, you keep talking about the situation in Houston, Mm -hmm. and I mean situation in a good way, where they had three wins last year. Now they have a playoff win. They're chugging along. We'll see how they do this weekend in the divisional round, but they're in a great place right now. Well, you look at what Nick Casario was able to do. Yes, the major thing is drafting C.J. Stroud. Like, that is the major thing. I'm not going to say that. That's it. That's not all of it. It is. He also had a great free agency where he went out and spent. Like, one thing that I would point to about the Texans right now that is so different than where the Patriots have been for the last couple years is uh, Tunsil, their only pro bowler right now, Mm -hmm. is also their highest paid player by far. Like, if you look at somebody who the Patriots would uh, pay super well, so it they turned actually around kept because of Laramie Tunsil? Is that what you're no, 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 no. I'm saying that if you look at the way that they spend, and I know you don't care about spending, I don't. but that is the way that the world functions in the NFL. Like, if you look at the way that they spend, they spend on the right guys. They spend on the guys who are, and they spend accurate to their 
talent level. Like, if you go and look through who, who they got in free agency, they didn't throw $15 million at a random tight end to bring them in and have them have, you know, like 350 yards. They just don't do that. And so I think the GM oversees all of this, which is the most important aspect. And I'm just deeply concerned about what they're doing with their front office and who's going to be running all of this personnel. Arkan? I said the number three overall pick as well. Uh, I wanted to maybe try and make an argument for free agent spending because I figure they're going to use that third pick on a quarterback. But if they bring in a quarterback to this team and this offense, then that quarterback's going to fail. Like I just feel like you know they they have to add other things to it. But really, they can add all the wide receivers they want. They can add you know new tight ends. They can do all these things. If they blow it on the number three pick, none of that's going to matter. You can get new targets, you can get new weapons, and you can continue to develop this quarterback. But assuming that that's where they're going with the pick, and I assume that they are based on what Mayo said yesterday, uh, GM is another important one, obviously. But this team's not taking it seriously. So at this point, it's like, well, the reality of it is someone's going to have to make this pick, and whoever it is better not screw it up. Yeah, so just to go back to Houston, and I, I do feel it's the number three pick. Just go back oh, to Houston. and by the way, uh, Casario did make a good move of moving on from Deshaun Watson. Uh, sure. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's the genesis yeah. of a lot but of so this, where he, they are now. He got rid of one quarterback. And, one quarterback. And then brought in the right one. But that's that's what it's all about. I mean, that I would boil it down to that. Laramie Tunsil's been there since 2019. They won four, four, three games the last three years. They got C.J. Stroud. They won 10. C.J. Stroud missed two games this year. They lost one. The other one they needed overtime against the Titans, who won, what, six games this year? Something like that. They blow. So it was almost singularly C.J. Stroud. It wasn't Tank Dell or Nico Collins or anybody else. Nico Collins has been there. Tank Dell got hurt. It was him. Get that right. Everything changes. Vote now. At Jones and Mego, uh, you can dial us up, 617-779-7937. Honestly, I think it's the easiest thing. This this might sound inconsistent, but hear me out. I think it's the easiest thing in some ways the GM has to do. It's a huge decision. You have to get it right, but it's the easiest thing. All you if have it's to, so easy, how come so many you're people only, fail? You're only scouting three players. So, like, there are a lot of other things you have to deal with. Spending, trades, who are you bringing in, hiring, all this other stuff. But to me, I could make that third okay, pick. Okay, but what if you come from the I direct- can make the number three pick. I have to get it right, but I can make that pick. And you can get it right? Probably. I like Jaden Daniels before everybody else. I was ahead if, of the curve on If that's him. the case, then why do 66% of picks fail? Yeah, I'm telling you, this GM might suck, or they might miss on the pick, and then they're going to be out of a job. I, I can make that pick for them. The guy might be I mean, a bust. Jones could blow it, too. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not guaranteeing I'm going to get it right. Get the right yeah, one. It sounds like you're guaranteeing it. like you're going to get it right. You I'm, keep saying you can no, make that pick. If, Mego. Yeah, I mean, you can the put, most important move, on it. if you get it right, I've everything changes. I've seen the videos. You can put, like, three little buttons in front of a dog, and they'll hit one of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you can make the a question pick. Is, it doesn't mean it's the right The question pick. is, what's most important? New offensive coordinator? Please. Could that change anything? General manager? Meh. Free agency spending? Meh. Like, all those things are secondary. Get that pick right if it's a quarterback? It's all different. If you get it wrong, you're all going to get fired, and, and, you know, they're going to be moving on to the next coach and finding a new quarterback in three years. Meanwhile, I'm Bill O'Brien. Speaking of the offensive coordinator, what did Curran say last night on NBC Sports Boston? And this is uh, this is interesting because prior to this clip, he mentions that Bill sent Robert Kraft an email with five names on it, five names including Bill O'Brien. Bill so Belichick he, sent. What did I say? Bill well, O'Brien you said Bill. I'm sorry, Bill Belichick uh, sent an email with Bill O'Brien's name on it, uh, pointing the finger at Bill Belichick for the Bill O'Brien hire. Hmm. Not so sure about that one. Uh, here we go. Let's hear what Curran had to say. If there was anyone who could 
possibly be rubbed the wrong way, it would likely be an offensive coach because I don't know if folks on the defense, perhaps even behind the scenes, did an awesome job masking their irritation as the season went along with the ineptitude of the offense. And if I'm Bill O'Brien and I'm catching wind of that, maybe I at some point say, what the hell? Now, I don't think that's the case, and I'm not saying Bill O'Brien was the one who said the mayor was rubbing people the wrong way, but I think there's a lot of unsettledness in the Patriots right now that is causing individuals to say, do I want to be part of this going forward? So this isn't an option on that poll, Mego, but like <laughs> getting things, getting everybody pulling in the right direction, that's going to be a big one too. You know, getting the culture right, getting all of that uh, in proper order, because we were talking about this yesterday. Who's pointing fingers at who? Was Gerard Mayo and the defense pointing fingers at people? Yeah, they were. They didn't like the offense last year. I think they were all looking sideways at Bill. You got to get that cleaned up too. Yeah, it's a question of whether Gerard Mayo is going to be empowered by ownership to be the person, to be the general that gets everybody in order, or whether he's... My concern for Gerard Mayo, honestly, is that he's going to be turned into some kind of cog in a machine that ownership is trying to do. I don't think that, that that's the case, but that's my concern. Like, are, are they going to give... Gerard Mayo, the right balance of power to be able to hire his own staff, have his own say, lean into personnel a little bit. I think as much as is appropriate for a first-time head coach, have some say, but not just have it be, okay, well, you know, we like this kind of offensive coordinator, so here's five names you can choose from. You know, you hear a report. I, I'm sorry, I forgot who had it. It might have been Wiggersham or it might have been Curran uh, last week that there were pre-approved names. There was a list of pre-approved names that the Crafts gave Belichick for offensive coordinator last year at this time, and he basically just circled uh, the guy he knew and Bill O'Brien and was like, yeah, let's just go with O'Brien. Okay, so how are they going to go through this process? They're interviewing candidates, by the way, for D coordinator, special teams, still nobody for offense. Nobody. Bill O'Brien's at Ohio State. What's the most important move on the horizon for the Pats? Daniel's in town already. Why, why even bother? <laughs> That's a good point. It's a little scary, isn't it? Although he might be going with Bill. Uh, the number three pick, general manager, new offensive coordinator, free agency spending. What's the most important move? And furthermore, what is Bill's plan? Arkan just brought up Josh McDaniels. It sounds like Atlanta's a borderline done deal. He's getting wined and dined as we speak with Arthur Blank. Wine dined and who knows what else. Wow. And so when it comes to the Falcons and Bill's plan. Can't wait to see the ring video. <laughs> what is Bill's plan in Atlanta? Let's get to it right after trending with our Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now more of Jones and Mego on W-E-E-I.
great respect for him as a coach, um, like everyone else in pro football. I mean, if you go to that many Super Bowls, win that many Super Bowls, go to that many conference championship games, um, you know, have the defensive production that he's had for years and years, it says it all. And um, we played him last year on Thanksgiving night. And once again, I, I noticed several times what he did coverage-wise was challenging and it was different. And um, you always know when you play him that you're kind of looking over your shoulder wondering if what you're seeing is correct because you know he usually is going to break the mold and do something different. And uh, that's part of what has made him a great coach. Would you ever play for him if you got a chance? I'm not going to turn down an opportunity to play with a you know future Hall of Fame coach, but uh, we'll have to see where March leads. It's just a lot of unknowns right now. It's the voice of Kirk Cousins, a free agent quarterback. Could team up with Bill Belichick in Atlanta. What do you think of that, Mego? Bill Belichick with Kirk Cousins. They already got B. John Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. Who, by the way, let's not overrate Kyle Pitts and Drake London, but nice pieces down there. They've won seven games the last three years. What could Bill Belichick and Kirk Cousins do in Atlanta if they were together? They could do a little something. That match makes a lot of sense to me because Kirk is a total prototypical Patriots quarterback, as uh, our friend Phil Perry likes to call them. And Bill is not interested in in my opinion, like just from watching him over the last couple of years, is not interested in developing a quarterback. Right. Assuming that Kirk Cousins can come back from that Achilles injury and be mostly who he's been the last several years, I think that that, ma- that match makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, so they could do a little something, quote unquote. How many wins are we talking? Nine. Okay. Arcan? You like that? Arcan? You like that? Yeah, that used to be my king. I would, look, I, I would, know. I want Bill to win nine or ten games and then lose in the wild card round, which I think Kirk Cousins is perfect for. If you want to win nine or ten games and be decent, which I think is all Bill cares about, I want to win my nine games this year and, you know, my eight games next year and I'll pass Shula and maybe I make the playoffs and I can prove that I'm still decent enough. I went somewhere else. It wasn't just New England. It wasn't just Brady. I think that's all he cares about. And he doesn't, have to, he doesn't have to deal with those annoying Boston reporters Correct. anymore. Correct. He doesn't have Chris <laughs> or Curtis. idiots like us. Yeah, Chris Curtis and Wiggy and Courtney and Greg and everybody else chirping at him every Monday. Go to Atlanta Hill people instead. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I think Kirk Cousins is perfect for him. Good, Bill. Go win your nine games and lose in the wild card round. Perfect. How I agree. many? How many wins, Arkan? I'd say... It's the NFC South, so I'll say nine. Nine wins. That's what you get. That's like the best team in the NFC South wins nine games. The Saints and the Bucks both had nine wins, right? So, like, I'd say that could maybe push them up there. If it's not Kirk Cousins, if it's Bill left to his own devices, I'd go down. I'd say, like, five wins, uh, you know, five, maybe six wins, because I think that there's a chance he could go in there, try and do it his way with, you know, the quarterback doesn't matter and who cares about all these offensive weapons. I want to build a defense and blah, 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 blah. And I could see that team going backwards if he takes that approach. But if he has a real quarterback, and Cousins is a real quarterback. You might yeah. not think he's that good anymore. He's a real quarterback. You could win two more, three more games. I'd say I'd cap it off at two, though. People keep asking, like, would Bill bring in Mac? <laughs> no. Stop. Bill hates Mac. Bill tried to trade Mac last offseason. He tried to trade him at the deadline. Okay? Read Wickersham. Read Curran. Curran's the one who brought up that Bill broached the idea of trading him at the deadline last year. Bill's not bringing in Mac. And as much as I would like him to, I don't think he's bringing in Zappy. I think there's three names on Bill's list. Cousins is one that I maybe had mentioned in passing, but I didn't give a lot of thought to. Can I guess another one? Interesting. Go for it. Jimmy? Definitely. Mm. Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely 
on Bill's pathetic quarterback list. Who's your third? Baker. I don't know that Baker's going anywhere, but I think yeah. if I think Bill would look at Baker Mayfield. That's a wild card. It's a wild. Card. I don't think it's that much of a wild card. They were no, linked it's a to, wild card because if Baker, if oh yeah, if, if he's if he's available. Not. Well, right. I don't even know that Cousins is leaving Minnesota. Like who knows? He might be left. This is typical Bill. Bill's got a big long list, and he just takes the one that's left over. It'll probably be Jimmy Garoppolo. I bet he's gonna have Jimmy Garoppolo I'll, in Atlanta. I'll tell you what uh, Baker has over those other two is, as we learned, uh, Bill was infatuated with a study about how quarterbacks often lose it hmm. in their mid thirties. They point. start to decline. That's a, that's a great point because how old is Garoppolo now? Cousins is in his late thirties. Garoppolo's got to be thirty two, right? I don't know. 32, he's drafted in 2014, so he's definitely in his he 30s. He's 32 years old. Okay, yeah. good. Nice. How old is Cousins? 37? 35. 35. Okay, so mid-30s. I uh, exaggerated, as I tend to do. Uh, what could Bill accomplish in Atlanta if it is Kirk Cousins? I was reading Florio, uh, who linked to this video. I didn't know it existed, some interview that he did. Uh, he says, the first unknown is whether the Vikings will try to keep Cousins, as we just mentioned, and whether Kirk wants to stay in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. With or without Cousins on the roster, he's going to count $29 million, 28.5, under the salary cap for the Vikings in 2024. Don't care. It's also unknown where Cousins wants to live. As Peter King mentioned on PFT Live, Cousins' wife is from Alpharetta, Georgia, and her parents still live there. That Where's be- that? Uh, I'm guessing the Alpharetta? Atlanta area. Google it. I don't know. It's, do I'm guessing that? the Atlanta area. Alpharetta. A-L-P-H-A-R-E-T-T-A. Oh, I didn't think it was going to be a PH. I was typing in an F. <laughs> Alpharetta. Like, like Alf? Alpharetta, that was Al- on, Georgia. On the it show Alf. Oh, there it is. Of the Atlanta metropolitan on area. On the show Alf, that was his full name. His full, a little known fact, his full name was Alpharetta. Uh, that becomes a very powerful magnet. This a, is a cute little city right especially here. Especially in combination with the attraction of playing for Belichick. As long as Matt Patricia and Joe Judge aren't running the offense in Atlanta, he says snarkily, and as long as Cousins doesn't plan on telling Bill that the quarterback won't be working on Tuesdays. Mego, you watch quarterback on Netflix. Yeah. Cousins does not show up to the facility on Tuesdays. You think that's going to be a major problem? Well, I don't know. For old Bill, it would have been, but for no new, for new retired snowbird, pseudo retired Bill Belichick, he might be okay with it. He might be like, "Great, I don't want to work on Tuesday either." I wouldn't see that as a massive road bump for a thirty-five-year-old quarterback. Like, it, it may, if anything, it might to just, not even come into the building. It might, it might fall under the umbrella. It's family day. I yeah. only work six days a week might fall under the umbrella of Bill going like, this is why, you know, this was actually part of the study. This is why I don't like these 30-somethings. I mean, maybe. He wasn't given, I don't think he was given quarterbacks Tuesdays off here. I mean, I know you can't, like, put them through practice and stuff, but I, I think there's an expectation you're in the building. Uh, there's a reason they spent time on that, on Netflix. I think that's rare. And I think it's soft. I like Kirk Cousins, but I think that's super soft. You need a whole day just to yourself? Well, maybe, you if, have the whole maybe if Wifey is back in Alpharetta, he doesn't have to do that extra day. Maybe. That's a good point. You know, like you're, She's like, this is my time with me and my Mima. You have the whole offseason. It's like talking about Brady all over again, skipping OTAs. You have the whole offseason. You're home at 5? What time are you home every single night? Like, you could, you could, you could go to your kids' games at night. You can you be home for dinner every single night. So, like, you don't need Tuesday. 617-779-7937. What's Bill capable of in Atlanta? What's his plan? Who's he bringing with him? Uh, because it could be coaches. We've heard some of these names before. I was reading Mark Maskey. In the Washington Post, he says, if Bill Belichick is hired by the Falcons, some within the league believe that uh, he could be bringing Josh McDaniels, Matt Patricia. Oh, no, don't do it. And Joe Judge. Uh, Also, he says Steve Belichick and Brian Belichick could end up working for him, though he does cite reports that there's an offer here in New England. So I wouldn't. Would you miss any of them? I wouldn't miss any of them. Bill's kids, McDaniels, none of them. I'd miss Steve Belichick. Why? The facial expressions. Oh, well, fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> just the comedy of it? <laughs> out of all, yeah, seriously, out of all those names, Steve is the one that I would keep. He's the only one that I would be like, hey, you know what? You should hang out here. Isn't it we interesting? do a little something here. Isn't it interesting? Like, I don't know. He has an offer here, but no one knows where he's going to stay. Does Steve Belichick have any offers? Like, the only offers are his current job. Or going with Dada. Hmm. Like, doesn't that tell you a lot about how Steve Belichick is viewed? Well, those are the ones we know about. Yeah. You know, there may have been a call for something somewhere else, like some I mean, we read assistant about... job or something sure. like that. Like, I mean, it may be not a coordinator job, but we... we often don't hear about interviews for, like, a linebacker's coach or a, you know, defensive back's coach or something like that. Those sort of happen under the cloak of secrecy, so. Well, but he's a pseudo-coordinator here, right? He sort of is, but he's not really. No, so. no, not in title, but, yeah. like, he's the play caller on defense. And so the rest of the league just thinks, what, he might be some lowly assistant? That tells you a lot uh, about the coaching staff and where it's at. And if Bill's just going to run it back in Atlanta, what's he capable of? You can jump in 617-779-7937 along with our big question of the day. Up now at Jones and Mego, what's the most important move on the horizon for the Pats? 46% agree with little old me. Number three pick, 46%. In second place, Mego's Super Pack, 27%. New offensive coordinator checks in at 20%. Free agent spending all the way down at 7%. Uh, so that's where we're at. You can dial us up, 617-779-7937. Let's go to David in the car. What's up, David? David. Is David ever ready to go? Like, in all seriousness, is David ever ready to go these days? Like, does his, do his ears not work? Uh, so real quick, before we go back to the phones, I do want to hear uh, this. And I wanted to throw to something uh, earlier from... Tommy Kerr. Oh, I'm sorry. I actually wanted to hear from uh, D. Orlando Ledbetter at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Okay? Here's what he had to say about Bill. I could listen to this guy bash Bill Belichick all day long. I could listen to this all day long. Here's D. Orlando Ledbetter on NBC Sports. Is what Bill- a name, by the way. Great name. Is Bill a good fit in, in Atlanta? Atlanta? Is Bill Belichick a good fit for the Atlanta job? Uh, I, I don't think so. You would, uh, you know, you don't have a quarterback. He wants to win now. Uh, they've done some rebuilding. There's still more to go. Uh, so somebody that's trying to get uh, back to the championship right away, this doesn't look like the best situation. It looks like, you know, they had it with a, a younger coach uh, and a, a team that he had put together. But, uh, you know, things can change and people can uh, adapt. Uh, and certainly he's done that over the years, adapting uh, through all kinds of different situations in New England for the last 24 years. So much for the soft media down there. <laughs> the Orla- Atlanta Journal-Constitution is like, nah, it's a, it's a terrible hire. So Bill, Bill's not getting what he wants with the soft how media do, in Atlanta. How do you feel about uh, Bill Belichick joining the Atlanta Falcons? I don't <laughs> think so. I, I don't think it's the right Wait a minute. Fit. Wait a minute. Say, let me hear that again. That sounds like somebody I know. I don't think so. So? What? Hmm. Hmm. What? Yeah. What is that? The uh, Maryland part of Atlanta. Yeah. Is in, I guess. Yeah, seriously. What are you talking about? What do you mean? What am I talking about? Oh, how surprising that there's a sliding scale of an accent that goes down the East Coast and some of the consonants we use sound kind of the same. May may I hear it? I don't think so. So... I, 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 honestly, does that guy do like... Have you guys ever listened to a Southern person talk? Yeah. I just, it's just, it sounds like you. That's all. That's all I'm saying. It sounds like you. Oh, so now I have a Southern accent. Do do you not, do you not make O's like that? I don't say so. I don't say that. uh, No, I don't. Arcan, impartial judge. I mean, she definitely talks like. I've that. never <laughs> said so. I've never said so. Mm. What we're doing here? I don't think so. How does How does he say wolf? That's what I want to know. <laughs> how does he pronounce the word wolf? Does that guy have a podcast? I, I, I'm going to listen to him rip Bill all year. Does. That's going to be tremendous. Yeah, the, uh, the Bowtie Chronicles. Just ripping into Bo- Bill. Bowtie. <laughs>
Uh, so that was last night on NBC Sports Boston. Uh, I also want to hear, Karin, why is there no market for Bill Belichick? Arkan asked him this yesterday. This was a uh, an interesting answer from Curran. Why does Bill not have a market? I initially thought that it would be difficult for him to find a lot of owners who would be beating down his door. I mean, if you look at the six different locations that had opportunities, Chargers, Raiders, Commanders, um, possibly the Cowboys, the Eagles, Patriots lost to each of them. So I looked and said, it's a 73-year-old coach who doesn't draft well, who costs a lot of money, and is going to come in and have a culture that a lot of players are not accustomed to. How big will his market be? Now, since then, I think we all presumed it would be larger than it has really materialized. Is that because Atlanta is seen as a front runner and people are backing off? Or is it because people aren't interested in, in Bill as a head coach? What do we think? So I like, I, I, I don't want to put words in Curran's mouth there. I like the idea that that Atlanta is coming on so strong that everyone else is scared off. I don't buy that. Like, I, I know that's a, it's a reasonable thing to look at, but if you want Bill, you're not going to go, oh, no, I'm afraid of the Atlanta Falcons. Like, it's, it's I, don't, I don't really believe in that. But on the other side, the idea that Bill screwed up his chances with some of these teams because he lost well, so Well, so that's what I was just going to say. Because his team looked like such a piece of crap product on the field okay. when he plays at home against Washington that Josh Harris is looking at it and going, you know what? No thanks, Jonathan. I know we're buddies from HBS, but I, I, think, I think I'm all set with your guy over here. I never thought about that. I never thought about that. I feel like we joked about that during the Chargers did we? week. I, mean, maybe, I definitely did. Okay, yeah. maybe we yeah, did. Like and I, Bill, okay. This is Bill's audition. And he's I don't think it. so. <laughs> <laughs> then I blacked it out. I don't know. But all these teams, they played like all these teams with head coaching vacancies. They and didn't they look, play Atlanta. That's no, why he's in right. the running. And they look at it. This is Corrin's point. And maybe, he's, I don't know if he's spitballing. I don't know if he's heard something. It sounded more like spitballing if we're being fair to him. But it's like. You know, Vegas looks at it and they go, we don't want this bum. Look at what he's doing. We're, we beat him. And same thing with uh, Dallas, uh, even though they didn't have a vacancy, Philadelphia, like all Washington, like all these crumbum teams, uh, the Chargers, like all these crumbum teams, they look at it and go, we beat him and they suck. We don't want this guy. Yeah, this isn't going to help us. Or so, this is going to put us better, uh, worse off than we were before. Not saying that's right. I'm saying maybe that's how they see. Yeah, it. and so to me, I think they would be right. To, to Bill should have a cold market for that reason. His recent coaching performance, they're not well coached. They haven't, meaning the Patriots, been well coached since Brady left. They haven't been well coached. They can't line up. They have all these procedural penalties. They suck on special teams, which Bill cares a lot about. A lot of that's his personnel, and the line gets blurred. They haven't been well coached. So that's a good reason for someone like Jerry Jones not to bring him in. I did not just do it, text line. Yes, you did. No, I, they I, didn't. They said that I said so yeah, strong. No, 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 Atlanta I, is coming on so strong. That's no, yeah, not really. No. Sounded, that it sounded, not at all. It sounded, I, I don't I do that. I'm, I'm with the text you, line. Do it do sounded like that in real time. No. It sounded like that in real time. We got time. receipts. Uh, yeah, uh, now, I'm, now I'm, I'm actually regretting that Ryan pulled that now because that, that is not the, the smoking gun that I was hoping for. Atlanta is coming on so strong. <laughs> I heard it that time. So when it comes to uh, Dallas, I hope that's why Dallas is out and they didn't hire him. I hope it's not money. I hope they looked at it and go, well, yeah, I mean, we could bring in Bill, but he won four games this year. Our guy can't win in the playoffs, but... The last two times Bill was there, he lost on Wild Card Weekend, too. It was money, though, in Dallas because they're not hiring somebody else. <laughs> you know, They're not hiring Harbaugh or they're not Fair. hiring Vrabel or one of these other guys who are out there. They're bringing back Mike McCarthy. So I think that one is about money, which is sad. But if you look at some of these other ones, like 
I don't know. I mean, with the Cowboys, like they're a good team. They're a playoff team. They're a team that's like already kind of there. The rest of these teams, the Chargers and the Falcons and Washington and et cetera, they're all rebuilding. Like they're all sort of, you know, fringe uh, top 10 pick teams. Like that's that's what you're talking about here. And some of them are picking in the top 10. And teams like that, I just don't see what use they have for a 72-year-old coach, even if he was still really sharp and really at it. You know, like he's only going to coach a couple more years. And in Bill's case, He's not that sharp anymore. I mean, look at look at what he did with this team. Look at how things have gone since Brady left. It nosedived. It really did. And that's that's a tough thing to sort of look at and be like, but maybe it'll work here. <laughs> like, you know, like he, he didn't he didn't care about the quarterback. He only really focused on the defense. That's really all that mattered. The quarterback thing was a total disaster. I think if they look at the way that Mac Jones was treated, and you may not like Mac Jones, but no. around the league, other other uh, coaches and GMs and, and front office people probably look at that and say, man, they had a pro bowler there. And look what happened to him. He's unrecognizable now. He's a basket case. And that's Bill's fault. You know, like that. It's sure. tough to shake that sort of thing. So, you know, I, I look at all these things. You're probably right. It's probably money. But I think coaches or ownership rather would be right to look at Bill and say, he's kind of stunk. And, oh, he can take us over the hump. Really? What proof is there with that? The last two times he's been to the playoffs, he lost once with Brady. He lost on wild card weekend. The other three times in the last five years, he missed the playoffs. So what are you hiring exactly? It does feel extremely Brady like. And I, the, the, in terms of his, oh, his lack of a his market. market. Yeah, sure. And it's funny because, like, uh, the, the rant we posted yesterday that I went on about how Atlanta is such a lame landing spot for Bill. One of the comments that I saw, a, a nice tweeter came at me and said that you sound exactly like everybody sounded when Brady went to Tampa. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah, like, we've said that. Yeah, and but I don't think this is going to be the same outcome with Bill. I don't think Bill will have the same positive and almost immediate impact that Brady had on Tampa, on Atlanta if he goes there. So I think it's just going to be like a lame outcome. Yeah, look, when Brady went to Tampa, I thought they'd be a playoff team. I did not think they were winning Super Bowls. Maybe Bill can get the Falcons to the playoffs. I don't think he's winning Super Bowls. And I don't think we have to fear that same thing, where we sound like idiots for mocking Brady going to Tampa. I don't think so. And then he's hoisting a Lombardi. I don't think we have to be worried about that. Uh, 617-779-7937. We'll get into your feedback here. Uh, you can continue to jump in on our big question of the day. What's the biggest decision on the horizon for the Pats? It's the third pick, right? It's the third pick. They got to get that. Your whole franchise can change. Uh, meanwhile, the Bruins... Pretty nice, pretty nice big boy win last night. What'd you call it, Arkan? On Twitter, I saw this. Statement win. A statement win for the Boston Bruins. Let's get into it with all your Patriots phone calls next. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI. This is Jones and Mego. You're Dr. Doom. I am. I'm also Dr. Don Overton. On WEEI. On WEEI. One of the better periods that we've had trying to protect the one goal lead. We had poise coming out of, out of uh, our D zone. We made strong plays. We had good wall plays that led to a couple of odd man rushes. Nice play by Pasenak. Force himself down the wall, make contact with the puck to keep it alive. And then Jake DeBrusque skates to space. And then how we hung on the pucks and were patient offensively, which got us a power play, which got us, you know, the, uh, the goal that made it... Uh, the goal was power play, but we had other opportunities. Coil to Pasternak! Hat-trick! Big boy win for the Bruins last night. Who now have 63 points in 44 games. That is uh, 
second in the NHL. They trail Vancouver, who's played an extra game. Uh, Winnipeg's also a point back. They've played one fewer, but you get the point. Bruins are right there in the mix for the best record in the NHL. They beat Colorado. Pretty entertaining game. And on top of it, they did something that they've struggled with. You heard Montgomery mention it there. They made one of my bets good. Uh, that's true. They hit the over last night. Thank yeah. you. Posternock empty netter hit the over. Good call. We'll revisit in bet roulette. Thank you, Bruins. I, thank you, Bruins. I did not hit in mine. Uh, Hockey expert here. I had the Kings covering and they lost outright. Pucks Mego. Pucks Mego. Uh, so you heard Jim Montgomery there here on Jones and Mego with Arcan on WEEI. Um, they protected a third period lead. And this is one of those things where it's been an issue for them. And... I hear people bring up Bergeron all the time. We talked about Bergeron late in the show yesterday. Could oh, yes. He, yes, people bring up Bergeron could he come, all No, time. no, this gets brought up this year with them blowing leads. With bl- with them blowing leads. Who keeps bringing up Merci Patrice? No, no, you're right. I brought I brought up the rumor that Bergeron could be returning. That was you me who brought that up. You did bring that up on the show yesterday. I Merci, brought it up. Patrice. Yes, you did. I'm in saying, the Slack channel, you're well, like, course, oh, Merci Patrice. Well, we got to work this in. He's okay. talking about someone else's report. Yeah, right? seriously. I didn't, I didn't break that you, news. You brought up the report. Of course, but it's a report. I'm reacting to a report that's newsy. <laughs> Whose report? Rumor boys? What planet Those are we guys? on? So, yeah, Rumor Boys. Rumor Boys? Clappers rumor from the... Boys? Hey, Clapp- Rumor Boys Bruins, guys? Hey, Clappers from the slot there, boys? You got uh, working on his howler at the alumni game there, boys? Sounds, <laughs> like, sounds like a Canadian Fourier. <laughs> a little bit. I can hear that. So, no, but, like, this will get brought up with the Bruins not being able to protect leads. It's like, oh, well, they missed, this is evidence of where they missed Bergeron. It's like, did you not watch in the playoffs last year? Have you not seen this team choke away leads in game six against the Blackhawks on their home ice a decade ago? Bergeron was there for that. Am I forgetting? Was Bergeron not there for that? And so last year he was there. Actually, was Bergeron hurt for that? I'm trying to remember. Uh, he was definitely out there last year when they were collapsing and blowing that lead. And so I look at this and I go, I'm happy they can protect the lead. I hope they're not falling into the temptation of bringing him back. And I think that's a nice little box to check. Arkan, I know you agree. You thought it was a statement win. Yeah, I definitely did. Because the last time they played Colorado, they lost in a shootout, and then they lost like a few games in a row. And I thought, huh, that was a bad loss, and it led to some more bad losses. And then they got a couple tomato cans. I think it was the Devils and the Blues. And it's like, okay, well, here's a real team who they just lost to recently. Can they go out there and make a statement? I thought they absolutely did. I thought they did a great job uh, in their own zone. And I thought Swayman was excellent. He made some great saves in that game. And, uh, you know, what can you say about Pasternak? I know it was an empty netter for the hat trick, but, I mean, he was dominant out there. The offense was dominant. By the way, I know it's only been, like, a week with Allmark out and Swayman playing every game, but they're on a three-game win streak yeah. in that span. How many games do we have to see Swayman play straight before we can say, okay, Swayman can be a big boy starter and we don't need to have a little security cushion there of the rotation? So I should know this. Was Allmark active last night? He was. He came out and did the hug. Well, that's so what, I think so. so. That's why I'm asking. The, he's wearing the pads because I because I saw the hug as well. The dumb, stupid, fake hug. I saw that. It was a good hug. Last and dumb, so stupid, fake hug. It's a fake he's hug. Like, he's like, I don't hold those comments you said against you <laughs> when you said that you like this oh, opportunity. He was oh. dressed. He was dressed as a backup. Thank you. That's he what I dressed. thought. So isn't that interesting? They stuck with Swayman. Good for them. I'm happy they did that too. Good. Good work. Good job sticking with Swayman. You don't need to jam all Mark back in there. Stick with your better goalie. And so, especially because he's been playing better, he was going through a rough patch there leading into this injury. Now maybe he's in a groove. Maybe the Bruins see it. I I like that. I hope they stick with it. I agree. Um, Obviously, great night for Pasternak. Uh, 16th hat trick of his career with the Bruins. So very impressive. The only thing that I look at is that I feel a little bit conflicted about 
with last night's game is I, I this this is kind of mean. And I, I oh, like this go- person personally. Oh, good. I like it. Good. What? It's just I never feel super confident coming off of a win like this where it's because Jake DeBrusque's motor got everybody going. Because <laughs> I'm like, that motor, that's just that's just not a dependable motor there. In his defense, you know? doesn't he have something like 11 points in the last 12? Like, he's been he's been playing pretty good. well over the recent stretch. But I, right, I, but I'm not talking about the recent stretch. No, me either. I'm talking about the past four years. Right. No, no. And I, I would look at the larger sample size with him, too. I'm just saying it's just, he we, happens to be in a bit of a groove. We've been this road before where it's like, yeah, DeBrusque, it's like going into the Winter Classic last year. Like, yeah, DeBrusque is doing great. DeBrusque responds to Monty so well. Oh, DeBrusque, you know, when he gets going, Two words. like nobody can keep up with him. DeBrusque, DeBrusque. And I'm like, okay, but, you know, that other train's never late. <laughs> Two words on Jake DeBrusque. Sell high. And that's that's if this is even a high point to sell, like he's been hot lately, as we just said. So go ahead and sell high. We keep talking about what the Bruins can give up and how tight to the cap they are for this year. They have a lot of cap space going forward, uh, but how tight they are to a hard cap this year. So Allmark, DeBrusk, Grizzlick, you know, these are names that I would look at. And good, if you can sell high, go for it. 617-779-7937. You can jump in on the Bruins if you want to talk about them. They won last night. We're talking about them. I know people think we don't tend to do that. Uh, so we're discussing the Bs. Uh, what should they be doing moving forward? Do you want Bergeron to return? And that decision in net is an interesting one. All marks active. They stuck with Swayman. Uh, you can see on Twitch, Arkan and myself reenacting the goalie hug. Uh, this was uh, <laughs> last year, I think, when they clinched the... Yeah, it was right before the playoffs. They this clinched on, some points or something. It was when Omar got hurt. It was on your hurt. birthday. Yeah, yeah remember Omar got hurt at the end of the game. Remember that? <laughs> no, it's seriously. No, yes. I wasn't invited. This was on my birthday. This is, so well, you would have ruined the hug, Megan. I, yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look at that. Look at those Look at those two guys. So, that was when Omar got hurt? Yeah, yeah he got hurt at the end of that game. Wow. It's uh, my my jinxing presence is very strong. I, uh, you you should have invited Mego instead. If Mego were there, there'd be no jinx. I'm sure the Bruins would have won the cup. To it's be all, fair, I it's think all I, my fault. I think I took the day off and I was out of town. I think I was in. Yeah, California. she wasn't even around. I was in California. Ah, birthday off. Yeah, that's like very Kirk Cousins needs every Tuesday off. <laughs> uh, let's go to my Shane. Twenty first birthday in California. <laughs> Shane in Plymouth. Go ahead. Schmag, what's up? What's going on, Don't. Shane? You owe all your listeners an apology. I owe them an apology. Why? Didn't I, you I miss- berate all of them for trying to celebrate Bergeron's retirement at the yeah. end of his career? Yeah, merci, Come Patrice. On, yes. Yeah. Now you now you got now you got the nerve to bring his name into your mouth on the radio and try Shane, to make a is, career off Shane, of it. This is what Mego just said. This doesn't make any sense. It was there's a report that Bergeron would come back, so we're talking about it. I didn't just bring up Bergeron out of thin air. There's a report that he could come back. It, Steve Conroy. Just apologize. Just not, apologize to the fans. Uh, apologize for what? what? I'm going to be right. Because they Shane, wanted to enjoy the career of their favorite Bruin when he retired. Shane and he berated the fans. Shane, I am right. They don't. They don't miss Bergeron. Shane, are you listening? Open yours. I'm right. You can say it. Listening. Yeah. Go ahead. You You should apologize for me being right. I'm right about Bergeron. You should apologize. No. Absolutely not. Okay. Well, then we're stuck in our ways. I'm My sorry. Favorite bro was Johnny Boychuk. I'm sorry we're you know not going to solve anything this, with this, this one. This was not a constructive session with Shane today. He wants me to apologize for bringing up Bergeron's name, which makes no sense. How dare you? I, I, I wouldn't bring up Bergeron's name unless there are reports that he's coming back. Uh, that might not be totally true. But in this case, I brought it up to because be fair, he's coming back. To be fair, the Bruins had a really good win, so you had to find something else. No, exactly. Thank you. You uh, now you, you get it. So when it comes you to... You think I don't get it? You, when it comes to the Bruins... Uh, they're better without him. They don't miss him. 
They're going to go farther without him. And I said this the second he, I might have said this before he retired, but the second he was done on Merci Patrice Day, I'm like, yeah, Merci, get out of here. They're going to be better without him. Yeah, you also said Patro was going to be the next Spurs round, oh, like, hasn't, <laughs> in November. Hasn't exactly worked, uh, but the Bruins are, the overall take stands. The Bruins are in good shape, and they're going to go farther. 617-779-7937. I did like this text uh, earlier today uh, to the, uh, or I'm sorry, this is in the Twitch chat. The text line was complimenting my my Kesha uh, reference. (laughs) It's very topical. It's super topical. So, so, hits so hard for 2011. Uh, The Twitch chat, uh, and this is a doctor weighing in on this. This is Dr. Fitness MD. Uh, came here just to say that... <laughs> doctor of fitness. Yes. Uh, came in just to say that six beers is very appropriate to have at a company outing for a sports talk radio. Thanks, Dr. Fitness. Thank you. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a certified doctor. I would have stayed that's later a medical, if I knew That's we a were, medical professional. I would have stayed later if I knew we were going to get that Jones. I'm sorry. I did I misread it? It's I didn't Dr. think finesse. it was going that way. I'm sorry. It's Dr. Finesse. I'm yes, sorry. What did you say? If I knew we were going to get that Jones, I would have stayed later. I don't think we got any Jones. I'm just saying I feel terrible when I when I drink beers. I, I wake up the next day. I feel horrible. That was my only point. I didn't. There was no raging. I just had a couple of beers and I woke up feeling like freaking Kesha. That's what I'm telling you. The sausages out there look delicious. <laughs> that's how, I. That's literally what I said. I went and got a breakfast sandwich and I. That's what I thought in my head when I saw that breakfast sandwich with my coffee this morning, feeling horrible. That's that is exactly what, what do you I need said. to put that sandwich together. Let's go to bread. That's right. <laughs> 617-779-7937. And my apologies to uh, medical professional Dr. Finesse, MD. My mistake. Uh, we'll get back to your feedback here. I do want to circle back to uh, Bill Belichick, uh, the power vacuum, the void that he left. Who's going to run the Patriots? And who's in charge of that number three pick? Tommy Curran had some interesting answers to that when he joined us uh, yesterday. We'll react to that and give our thoughts next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 